This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today is Tuesday, May 27th, 2008, and you're listening to episode number 86 of the Taylor Merrick Podcast, sponsored by GoDaddy. Today you'll learn about credit card backlash, sales staff or advertising, and Google Battles Viacom while Dell frauds. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Wow, was yesterday and today an excellent day? Now, you might be wondering, you release your podcast on Monday, why are you doing it on Tuesday? Simple reason being is I... I had heard rumor of some content coming out, and I wanted to be sure to be able to mention it and snap it up as soon as it came released, which I knew would be today. So this podcast is actually a day later, but still expected. But let's get this information out of the way beforehand. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. I hope you take something from this show and apply it to your financial need or your technology appetite or impact your business some way one way or another if you do need to contact me at any time feel free to do so we have three options for you to do so first one being call toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860 second option email me taylor at taylormerrick.com third option go out to taylormerrick.com and leave a comment at the blog website. Now, I finally was able to get some things fixed with my forums. Unfortunately, I will not be able to bring that back the forums that me and you are used to having, but when you go to taylormerrick.com backslash forum, or forums, doesn't matter which one, you'll be redirected to the Facebook group that I created on Facebook a while back. Fortunately, I had nobody, and it has been me for the longest time. Now we finally have some more listeners, and feel free to join in the discussion there. Now, if you don't have an iPod, and you don't like listening to it on your computer, or you can't listen to it on your computer because you only have your phone with you, well, if you have a web-enabled phone, simply go to taylormerrick.com, and you can view the latest well, blog post but if you want to listen to it, simply dial one eight three one 
480-3979. Latest episode will be streamed to you right over the phone. Can't get any better than that. This past week was excellent. reason I didn't do it on Memorial Day is because I wanted to give you guys a day off. Plus, I was enjoying myself a bit too much at Memorial Day. <laughs> I was at a church picnic, played Ultimate Frisbee about five times, had a blast, an absolute blast playing that. In the meantime, I was also waiting for some content to be coming out. And I'm really excited about this. Bound to make a live discussion. So, without further ado, you're listening to episode number 86 in the Taylor Merrick Podcast, sponsored by GoDaddy. And for finances today, you'll learn about credit card backlash, for business, sales staff, or advertising, and for technology, Google battles Viacom while Dell frauds. Now, when you think of purchasing your domain name or getting web hosting, what do you usually think of? Probably think of GoDaddy. And for good reason, GoDaddy is considered the Google of web hosting and domain names. All of these great benefits that GoDaddy has to offer. They now offer blog support, podcasting support, domain names. You should see the amount of domain names they have. .me, .mob, .tv, .com, .org, .us. Everything, anything you can imagine. And you want to know what? I have a special deal for you. When you go out to purchase your domain name, I have some codes for you to use. When you're getting your web hosting order, use the code POD11 when you check out. That's P-O-D-1-1. Now, if you're just getting a domain name or a miscellaneous item, anything that doesn't fall under web hosting, go ahead and enter the code BLUE11, B-L-U-1-1, when you check out. You'll save 10% on your order and be spoiled by the number one domain name registrar in the world, GoDaddy. For finances today, it is credit card backlash, and this has come not only from personal experience, but also listening to others' experience and reading other blogs, watching news, hearing people complain about it all the time, and you probably know about it right now. And that's the interest rate regarding credit cards. Now, there are a lot of credit cards out there right now offering 0% APR. And I have to dig for some. Some of them, or a lot of them, are based on what your credit score is. Many other factors. Not, not very hard factors, but factors nonetheless that'll determine whether you get a 0% APR or not. And you know this kind of ties kind of neatly into my technology topic, but anyways that's beside the point and I'm spoiling it already, but credit card backlash. Do read the fine print. I know you can get caught up in not looking at the fine print, not reading the terms and agreements, but do read the terms and agreements, the conditions, everything about that card. Do read the fine print and then try to read in between the fine print to find out what they're really saying. Because when I started at the ripe old age of 12, I decided, ah, I'm going to start building my credit. And what better way to start building my credit than with a credit card? No, I'm gonna, not going to use it a lot. I'm going to use it once and I'm going to pay off the balance. Not have to worry about it. Not going to have to worry about interest because I'll have it paid off. And that I did for a while. Until rather recently, 
we were able to sit down and as a matter of fact I dug into it and I looked and the interest rate now let's see if anybody can top this I'm literally I'm sitting waiting on the edge of my seat waiting for what your interest rate is what you paid on your credit card what you used to pay the interest rate I was paying on my credit card was 32% okay you probably just fell out of your chair right now see if you can top that I was paying 32% interest and that's well after I started carrying a balance and paying it down but I paying it down nonetheless and we decided to look at it and we're like oh okay we're taking it off that one and we're moving it to a 0% card so that's where we are at right now but I'm glad I was I got rid of that 32%. A lot of other people I know I hear I complain, well, you know, mine's prime with plus 13.2%. I'm being charged 25% interest. And I have a $8,000 credit card balance. And that's X amount of dollars, which is adds up to a whole lot of interest. Kind of like on your mortgage. But anyways, we're talking about credit cards here. Credit card backlash. Yeah, it kind of came around and bit you in the butt, didn't you, if you weren't paying attention now. For those of you who are paying attention and looking and being sure that you didn't get caught up in this, congratulations. Good for you. Glad you're keeping an eye out on that. For those of you who went through the personal experience, how did it go? Were you able to overcome it? How were you able to overcome it? You've heard my story. You've heard my side. Probably laugh, faint. Do what you want. But that's personal experience that happened in my life. 32% interest. Okay, you can get up off the floor now. But, yes. Do read the fine print. If it shows huge amount of interest, don't even go for it. Don't even worry about it. Don't even bother worrying about opening up another credit card or line of credit. Because, it will not only that, get slapped as high interest you could also be declined or that also will affect your credit score as well so just do be careful at implications do read the fine print and read in between the fine print of when you're applying for the credit card now you, they might say right on the front you're pre-qualified for a zero percent APR card for 12 months or 32 months or you actually get cash back for getting this card they said subject to term and conditions which means basically paying a lot of money on your wazoo and a lot of high interest rate basically but now I'm interested and talking on this topic I'm not gonna go on too long because it's already gonna start feeding into technology's topic and just wait it's coming but if you would like to make a comment feel free to share your story Call toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860. Email me directly, taylor at taylormerrick.com, or leave a comment out on the taylormerrick.com website, or even better, go to the podcast forums and start a discussion. Either way, looking forward to hearing what your story is. That is it for finances. We'll be right back with business. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. Blueberry. This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. 
No E's. That's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y, dot com, Blueberry.com. No ad for business today. It is sales staff or advertising. And while cruising my usual sites that I like to read articles on every so often, this one caught my eye, and you would probably want to know this too. Article is linked in the show notes, taylormerrick.com, for episode number 86. This one I actually liked. It's a question and answer article, and it goes as follows. Question being, should I invest more money in promotion and advertising or hire some salespeople to reach out to new customers? I'm a great salesperson, but my time is limited between designing and managing websites for my business. Any advice? And the answer is by Kathleen Ryan O'Connor, a Fortune small business contributor. Your question resonated with several folks in the website design world who have found themselves in a similar position. But you don't have to apply this only to website design. Apply this to your line, your industry of business. Now, there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer. One person in New York City grew their website design company from 1 to 35 people in a couple of years. How? By recognizing that web design is essentially a people business. Now, as a web design, you're selling your creativity, not just a bundle of technical options. That means it'll be hard to find anyone who can match your passion when pitching. Now, he thinks time and money would be well spent promoting and advertising, not training a salesperson likely unfamiliar with your exact vision. I'd rather invest time in doing things they get clients to tell their friends. He says, it's all word of mouth. Hmm. <laughs> Reference to last week's episode. He also recommends focusing on retention and getting more work from existing clients if you treat them great. They're going to find more money to spend with you. <laughs> Another reference. Wow, it's amazing how stuff comes back week to week. Also, spend time to find your market. Are you trying to convince local merchants or doing something else? Now, if you're trying to convince local merchants, people in your area, maybe hiring a salesperson or two doing cold calls might actually make sense. But if your product is more sophisticated, focusing on high-level customer contact is likely to work better. Dana Naibo, Academic Director of Web Design and Interactive Media at the Art Institute International Minnesota Wonders. What is his strengths? He may be a great salesperson, but if he's a great designer, and that's where his heart lies in, hire a salesperson. Now, of course, all that business is worthless unless you have somebody in the firm to follow through. And this is from another person. They have a website design and interactive media department. They helped launch the, f the website design firm, Grandpa George, one year ago. They're going faster than anticipated. They have three partners, four interns, and two contractors. He's wondering if they should be going after specific clients or launching a more wholesale advertising campaign. Now they're going back and forth on that. For now, they're trying to use scarce dollars creatively for targeted marketing and for building a community around a Grandpa George brand. Now he points out that money is no longer the sole currency for visibility. Viral marketing <laughs> can build a brand like that. Now the, they had a beta launch of their site. That was viewed in 46 countries, garnered amazingly positive feedback. Now investing in ourselves, he says, we're trying to use what we have the most of, and that's ideas and talent. 
Now, a lot of it depends on you, sales team, or advertising. A lot of it is dependent upon what your company industry business is about. Now, for real estate, you're going to get into real estate. It would most likely be a sales team if you're planning on going locally, which I do hope you're planning on going locally unless you're planning on launching a global real estate, but that'd be kind of complex, but real estate usually done locally, a good group of salespeople will be able to get the job done more effective than advertising means. Not to say that advertising can help, it does, it's just which one would you focus on, then that's entirely up to you, but as for advertising, if you're going to do it that way, web kind of dependent on niche audience and locality as well as cost-wise if you're gonna do it TV, radio, newspaper. A lot of it's dependent on your business. What I suggest you do, sit down, evaluate your business, evaluate who your niche audience is, your target audience, locality, now are they nearby or are they global, and how is the best means of getting the word out there to them, visibility-wise? Is it by cold calls? Is it by advertising? Sit down, brainstorm, check that out, and you'll be able to determine which one you'd use. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, do feel free to comment. Toll-free number, one 866 TMP2860. You can email me directly, taylor at taylormerrick.com, or head on out to taylormerrick.com, post a comment there, or start a discussion on the forums. Entirely up to you. Looking forward to what you come up with. That will wrap it up for business. We'll be right back with technology. You are listening to yet another one of the fine members of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more of the member shows over at techpodcasts.com. Now for technology today is Google Battles Viacom Wildell Frauds. And I have two back-to-back again, just like last week, because I found two great articles. And rather than split it into two different separate topics, I figured let's just squish it in one. Okay, first one being, first article, Google versus Viacom, I would have dubbed it, it had been just a single topic for today, Google versus Viacom round two. This is something that's constantly been going on, this constant argument between Google, YouTube, Viacom, and Google's saying that its YouTube division exceeds the minimum requirements of the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Now, if you don't know what that is, you can come up just Google the phrase and use Google again, but you'll be able to figure out the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Now, on Friday, Google was able to respond to Viacom's claim. Viacom was complaining Google and YouTube are responsible for massive copyright infringement of Viacom's entertainment properties and claiming 160,000 unauthorized Viacom clips have been posted on YouTube viewed more than 1.5 billion times and is seeking $1 billion in damages. 
Google says that it is complying with the DMCA Act responding to takedown notices from copyright holders. Now the DMCA immunizes online service providers from liability for copyright infringing activities of their users so long as certain requirements are met. Google is arguing that Congress's decision to provide online service providers with statutory immunity from copyright claims if they meet certain obligations has proven to be the right one. Now, looking at the online world today, there's no question that Congress made the correct policy choice. Legitimate services like YouTube provide the world with free and authorized access to extraordinary libraries of information that would not be available without the DMCA. Information created by users who have every right to share it. Now, YouTube fulfills these vision, Congress's vision. It also fulfills this end of the DMCA bargain and indeed goes far beyond its legal obligations in assisting content owners to protect their works. Now, another technology it has said exceeds the company's legal duties is a YouTube video identification that was introduced last October. It basically identifies and removes copyrighted content that has been uploaded to YouTube without authorization. Now, critics of the technology have said the system is not as effective at identifying copyright infringing content as they would like, but that's working on it. Now, Gregory Ruchik copyright litigator and founder of the Arts and Technology Law Group, he speculated that Google and Viacom will ultimately settle. I really don't think Google wants to make new law, he said. Viacom is ultimately looking to be paid. Short answer is this is an ultimately an economic business relationship, not too different from other licensing deals. Now where things may get complicated is if Viacom is unable or unwilling to license certain content, which it suggested, noting that Viacom has an exclusive content deal with Juiced, a would-be YouTube rival, although different in the fact that I've played with Juiced, actually. It is actually really nice. Perfect full-screen video. I've played with it. I enjoy it. If you haven't already, go ahead and play with Juiced. In the meantime, at the same time, Google is citing among its defenses the doctrine of unclean hands, a legal doctrine that denies a plaintiff's right to relief based on unethical behavior actions done in bad faith. Now, Ruchik said this defense is more frequently seen in patent cases when the defendant has evidence that a patent owner doesn't legally own that claim patent rights. Google may be planning to show that Viacom either can't prove ownership of certain content or that Viacom failed to meet its obligations under the DMCA because of its failure to follow the notice requirements he suggested. Obviously, comments on this, and I <laughs> enjoy comments, enjoy being a blog post. Comments coming in, link to this will be in the show notes for episode 86. Uh, one person said, wish I still had sympathy for Viacom, but I don't. Huge corporations can only do so much due to the changing environment of the economy. Now, Viacom is trying to do whatever they can to earn a buck, so they will say do whatever they have to. I wish I had sympathy for Google, but I don't. This isn't exactly a new problem. The issue is there's no penalty for the actual infringer other than a cancelled account slap on the wrist. Now, users should be required to provide a copyright deposit if you post copyrighted material. And if you post it, you would forfeit your deposit as well as your account. Now, very good idea right there by Cody. 
I actually like that comment. My personal opinion on this entire issue, and really Viacom's shooting itself in the foot right now, and I know I have made reference to this in past episodes, that, hello, you're missing out on a lot of visibility, Viacom. You're missing out on a lot of it. Do you really understand how new media works? You might not get paid. You know what? I'm not even getting paid for all the syndication methods I, I'm using. I use my own sweat and blood to start getting the word out there for this podcast. I manually had to put it into the syndication channels to be able to have it spread. And spread it has. And am I receiving any kickback for the syndication that's going around? No. Now, although I do see a legitimate problem, if you post copyrighted material without making reference back to the person that originally created it, and you're claiming it as your own, then there's a problem. Close that account. Perfect idea, Cody said. Have a copyright deposit. Now, if you post copyrighted material, you would forfeit your deposit as well as your account. And Viacom, I do remember you also shot yourself in a foot that somebody posted their own user-created content on YouTube, posted their video on the web. Viacom went ahead, in their own little way, pulled that content and made it their own and reposted it. The guy ran across the video is like saying, hey, that's my video. And I know I've made reference to this before in previous episodes. That was his copyright. Hello, Viacom, you shot yourself in the foot again. Real problem here, Viacom, look at it smartly. YouTube Google is not the problem. Quit hollering at them. If you want to go for, after somebody, go after the people who posted the content on YouTube to begin with. YouTube is a, n a neutral service in here in that you're just saying, hey, we're giving you a space to provide content videos to the masses at their pleasure. Now, if you do, we're actually stepping out of our bounds here by helping both sides here. We're also being the in-between person here to help settle both of these problems before a fight erupts between the both of you. We're going to take it on our hands. Even though we don't have to, we'll make sure that if content is posted that's already copyrighted and content creator is saying, hey, that's mine. Why is this on there? That they'll say, okay, account closed, forfeited video. Although I do like what had been done is other videos I've seen on YouTube actually give the copyright, basically you're just saying, hey look, I'm just reposting this for the masses to see that weren't able to see it. The wonder of time-shifted media. Able to see it at your viewing pleasure. It's exactly how I was able to watch a full-length movie, which has now had been taken off because apparently they're saying this is my video, even though they said content is Disney. Google said, eh, we're taking it off. So it was taken off. But what I do like is I was able to watch the ending of Smallville Season 7 on YouTube 
And they gave all the references back. They said, this ain't mine video. I'm not reposting it for my own personal use. This is the copyright, Smallville, WB. They're the content creators. I'm just reposting it for your viewing pleasure. Okay? Okay, simple enough. Viacom, please look at it that Google and YouTube aren't a problem. It's sort of like saying guns are responsible for the deaths in the world. No. The person that handles the gun, the person on the other end of the gun is responsible for the deaths. Look beyond the gun and having a gun control and deal with the person that actually handled the weapon. You'll find out you'll be a lot more effective than going after the gun itself because nothing's going to happen really that way. Enough about that, Google and Viacom. Feel free to join in conversation. Looking forward to what you hear. But, Dell committed fraud. I'd have to say, tied back right... It's funny, because this ties right back into my financial topic. I didn't even know when I started, but... Customers were lured into no interest or no payment financing, were denied, and offered high interest loans that often exceeded 20% instead. Now today, as of today, May 27th, 2008, at 6.38 p.m., New York State judge found that Dell offered consumers no interest financing for computers as part of an illegal scheme to lure them into high interest loans. Now, they decided that Dell and Dell Financial Services engaged in fraud, false advertising, deceptive business practices, and abusive debt collection practices, said the New York State Attorney General's office, which filed the lawsuit last year. Something I unfortunately, weirdly enough, haven't heard about. But DFS is a joint venture between Dell and CIT Bank. I know because I actually opened up a financing thing through them, but I don't have any laptops, so I don't have to worry about it there, and I closed it, so I don't have to worry about it. But in his ruling, Teresi the judge barred Dell and DFS from engaging in illegal business practices cited in the suit. The court will hold further hearings to determine restitution to consumers and amount of profits Dell unlawfully earned that'll have to be forfeited back to the state. Now, the Attorney General said that Dell's and DFS's actions were a bait-and-switch that left thousands of people paying for essentially no service at all. Now, we have won an important victory that will force Dell to live up to its responsibilities and pay back its customers for profits that were pocketed but not deserved, said the Attorney General Andrew M. Cuomo in a statement. Dell emailed a statement said it was undecided whether or not to appeal the decision. However, they said it was confident that when the proceedings were over, the court were determined that only a relatively small number of customers were affected. Now, we don't agree with this decision and will be defending our position vigorously, Dell said. Our goal has been and continues to be to provide the best customer experience possible. Now that, I can't really deny. I went through Dell customer service. I think they're excellent. But... Depends on the person's opinion. In his decision, Teresi found that Dell lured customers into buying computers based on ads for no interest or no financing, payment financing. In practice, however, the vast majority of the buyers were denied the attractive financing options and offered high-interested loans that exceeded 20% instead. <laughs> Let's see if you got 40%. But in addition, the judge found that DFS incorrectly billed consumers on canceled orders, returned merchandise, or accounts that did not authorize Dell to open, and then harassed the customers with illegal billing and collection activity.
Oh, that's me. <laughs> I actually went through the same mess with Dell. Now, okay, granted, customer experience in my mind was excellent, and computer the laptop that I had for a short amount of time, that was excellent as well. It was just financing that drove me crazy. Drove my dad absolutely up the walls. He he let them have it over when he called them. <laughs> but besides the legal financing activity, Teresi ruled that Dell deprived customers of technical support to which they are entitled under warranty or service contracts by failing to provide timely on-site repair. And in addition, they discourage customers from seeking technical support by telephones through long wait times, repeated transfers, and frequent disconnections, of which I haven't had any. Because when I call tech support, they're, they're right there. Now, since the return of company founder Michael Dell as chief executive in January of 07, the company has been rebuilding in an attempt to regain its one-time position as the world's largest PC maker. Uh, over the last few years, Dell has lost market share to current leader Hewlett-Packard. Now, poor customer service contributed to Dell's loss of market share, experts suggest, although I would also say financing. Comments being interest rates are outrageous. My friends and I all regret the fact that we finance our computers with them. It's like selling your pockets to the devil, try eating 30% when you thought it was going to be regular retail interest rate. They must enjoy having their interest increase parties. Comments wise, I was turned down 18 months ago and my credit score was at 720. Now, I'm not a deadbeat, I just wasn't interested in spending as much as Dell wanted me to spend on a computer. Okay, uh, now if you like Dell and you enjoy their customer service and you enjoy their computers, by all means when you get it, just pay cash for it, be done and over with it. Don't go through this financing thing with Dell. Believe me, I got Drake through the muck. Okay, here's my story. I got a laptop from Dell. With the Dell financial plan offering with the 0%, and I do believe it was 0%, I don't know, I have to go look at the papers. But, 0% and ran into an issue, had to return the laptop. Now, had to pay shipping, which really wasn't a problem. I got a laptop and a mouse, a wireless mouse. USB wireless mouse. Ray returned both of those back to the company. Now, they said that they were going to refund me the credit for merchandise that I purchased, refund back all, all of it. So, that's what I expected to happen. I went and I looked a little while later, and I found that, yes, they, while they had gone ahead and refunded the laptop because they received the laptop, they did not refund my mouse. My mouse was sitting there, $35. Now might not be much, but hey, any money, a lot of money, okay? And as money that I did not have to pay. And then I started getting bills, saying, you owe us $35, blah, 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 this and that. And then they started slapping me with slate fees. And when I was finally able to sit down and look at it, I said, hang on, wait a minute. So I called Dell Customer Service, and they were very nice and helpful. And I said, look, when I returned this computer, I included my mouse in the same shipping package. Can you go find it, refund me the money for the mouse? So they went and they looked, and they said, Oh yes, look, we found a mouse! The mouse is here, sitting at our warehouse. I was like, 
okay, good, refund the money. And they said, okay, no problem, you should be able to look at it, see it updated within one to two business days, a week at most. If not, give us a call back and we'll find out what the problem is. Well, okay, that didn't happen, and then I started getting the bill collections. Fortunately, started hurting my credit. That's something I'm mad about. Because I have never made a late payment or had to pay a late payment fee. I pay my bills on time. Before time, as a matter of fact. And I pay more than the bill, if not the entire amount of the bill, before it is due. And I started getting late fees. I'm like, this is hurting my credit. I know that. I don't even have to guess. Because they're screwing around with the credit bureau companies, which is affecting my credit. And I had told them, refund me the money, which they had not done. So to make a long story short, my dad got on the phone, gave them a piece of his mind, and he said, okay, we're just going to eat this expense. I had to pay $50 out of my pocket. You want to know what? I still don't have the mouse. Technically, I own the mouse. I don't have the mouse. It's sitting in a warehouse somewhere at Dell. So that's my story. This entire fiasco, really... I should own nothing more from Dell than a mouse. I don't even have that. So, that's my story. If you have a, a story you'd like to share about financing through Dell, you can go ahead and do so. If you want to give your two cents about anything regarding this topic, go ahead and do that. But, yes, do be wary. Do read the fine print and read in between the fine print. If you'd like to comment, you know the three methods. Phone, one eight six six tmp 2860 Email, taylor at com. Website, taylormark.com. Leave a comment or join in the discussion at the Taylor Mark Podcast forums. I've probably gone on too long, but I'm glad I was able to give this information to you. Feel free to comment. Feel free to send in ideas for another technology topic. That might pique your interest. That is it for technology. Thanks for listening to this episode in the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Show notes for this episode and past episodes can be found by going to taylormerrick.com. If you have any questions, comments, ideas at any time, please call 1-866-TMP-2860. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast forums. I'm Taylor Merrick, and I will see you next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.